This is the Dice Tower Network at Dicetowernetwork.com. Hello and welcome back to Rolling Dice and Taking Names, a proud member of the Dice Tower Network. This is episode 13, Planning, It's Your Best Friend. I'm your host, Tony. Along with me is Marty. Marty, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing really good. I, well, I, can't, I guess you're a host too, aren't you? Uh, yeah, I'm a host. I mean, you can call me co-host or the other host or, or whatever. Okay, yeah. how about the main host? But I'm not the uh, main host. Well, you know... Well, it's 10.30 here on the East Coast. We're getting started kind of late with this podcast, so uh, this will be a challenge, you know, get this thing done out tonight before we both fall asleep. I I don't know. Yeah, yeah, we're we're too old to be doing this this late, but Uh, hey, you know, family kind of dictates when we can get on and do this, so here we are. Exactly, and you know, it's summer, it's the end of the school season, we both got high schoolers, I know yours is almost done with all of his exams, mine's just starting, so so the midnight oil is being burned around the house, so what can we say? Yeah, same here, I mean, all, all the kids are wrapping up now, we've got what we have here, we have end of grade testing that my two youngest are going through. Uh, my youngest is going through a baseball tournament right now. So it's just a really hectic week. So 1030 at night is about the earliest I could get on and knock this out. But we're here. We are here. We're here for you, the listeners. That's because exactly. we care. And we do. And But our wives... They're in bed. Yes, we know y'all love them. You'd like to hear them back on the show. We're working on that. Okay, fine. I understand that based on the number of downloads from our recent podcast versus number 11, right? Oh, my goodness. Episode 11 skyrocketed on our charts of, you know, number of downloads and stuff. So the people have spoken. They like the ladies' voices more than ours. So we'll, we'll keep teasing you. We've got something planned in a couple of episodes, and so tune in for that. We'll, we'll get them back on the air, or at least one of them, maybe two of them. We'll see how that goes. But so in this episode, Marty, I think what we're going to be talking about is convention planning, what to do if you're going to a convention. And I know last year you invited and you said, hey, why don't you join me, go to Origins, and let's and you have that convention experience when we were just getting into the big gaming scene here and see what it was all about you'd already done gen con and i was happy i went it was an amazing experience but i think you know i went a little unprepared and so based on that uh you know we're, we kicked it around and said you know hey let's see if we can help people out here yeah that's right uh going to a, a gaming convention if you've never been before you need to have some prep. You need to go through some uh, planning and stuff in order to make it uh, maximize your entertainment buying dollar. Because when I went to Gen Con, I did not do that. And that was like for my first gaming convention I ever went to. That was not smart to go to one that big because I was just totally lost. But so from that, I've been to a few Gen Cons and Origins and some smaller stuff. What we want to do is give you guys, ladies, some tips on going to a convention, especially if you've never been to one. There's some tips that we got on planning, getting prepared, what to do when you get there. And we just want to share it with you. And um, and obviously we may miss some things. And if we do, hit us back and say, hey, you guys should have done this, which may help us out next time we go to con. Right. And I mean, I mean, I remember the first when we first walked in Origins, I was 
well, even before Origins, you floored me by saying, okay, we got to be online to register for stuff. I'm like, register for stuff? What are you talking about, man? What don't you register there or no, no, it all fills up. You got to get on this stuff. You got to be ready. We sat down, what, three hours at the kitchen table, planning this thing out with Excel and everything. It was like, holy cow, this is, this is unreal. So uh, origins, I'll admit you can walk up to the booth, you can buy your admission and, and get access into various, uh, role-playing, uh, sit downs or games or, or whatever. I mean, it seemed like that, but I did hear Marty, you know, Tom, over at Dice Tower Network uh, said that, you know, Origins has come screaming back this year, so I hope you're ready for it. I think it has because they've moved the dates. Remember last year it was at the end of May, and a lot of uh, the school kids were still in school. School hadn't let out yet. So that took out a big chunk of the crowd and a lot of families that might be able to normally attend. So this year they pushed it back to the middle of June, and now all schools are out, and from what they said, um, there's been a lot more people registering this time around than there was last year. So, yeah, I expect to be a, see a little bit bigger crowd this year. Right, and, and it, I'm sure that – but that was something key to me. I did not realize how you have to – you will lose out a spot. If you want to go do something, you need to pre-register. You need to make that happen, especially if it's something very popular. Um, maybe in the smaller cons, not so much. But, you know, in the larger ones, um, people, your first time ever going there, you taught me a valuable lesson. You got to pre-register for anything you really want to do and, and desire to do. Well, maybe we ought to just roll this all the way back to the beginning of like when you first sit down and say, I want to go to a con. What do I need to do? Okay, I'm ready. Let's roll it. You got, the, right. you got the rollback music keyed I, up? I, I've got the, I got the music keyed up. Here we go. Press play now. Okay, so you've decided now that you want to go to a con, and you got to decide, obviously, which con to go to, and you have to decide, am I going to go to a large con, a big con? Obviously, the thing is, hey, I want to go to maybe the largest con you can get to. I did that. Um, I kind of suffered from it a little bit because I had not had any experience going to any other cons, and I had not talked to anybody that had been cons to give me some prep work on what needed to be done. But it really doesn't matter. The prep work for large cons and small cons are about the same, except maybe going to the large ones are a little more stressful, as what Tony alluded to previously in the other segment about just getting in for the games and stuff. But let's go even before that. So let's say you pick the con that you want to go to, and it's out of town. So what's the first thing you need to do, Tony? You need to pre-register. Okay. No. What's the second thing you need to do? Because <laughs> usually something happens before the registering. Oh, you need. Oh, oh, you got me here, Marty. I think make arrangements to get there, like a hotel. There you go, a hotel. That's it. So a lot of these conventions. Um, wait a minute. Wait a minute. What uh, did we not see people like sleeping in the halls and things like that? I didn't. Did you? Well, I'm just saying, I mean, I didn't literally look that hard because my my eyes were, you know, I was mesmerized by all the new stuff and the neat stuff. And, you know, I could have tripped over people and not noticed it. And then, you know, you had Felicia Day over there. It's like, oh, cool. Look, there's Felicia Day. And over you there know, was Will Wheaton. and Will Wheaton. Know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, um, but anyway, you're absolutely right, Mark. You, you need to find a hotel that's easily in your budget. And, of course, the closer you get to the convention hall, you're going to pay a little bit more. It's like anything you do. Right. But most of these conventions, even the small ones, usually cut a deal with the hotels in the area. So for things, uh, the big ones, even Gen Con, uh, Origins, and even small ones like we have here in Charlotte and Mace, 
you're going to get a better deal during the convention than you normally would because usually the convention organizers will say, hey, we're going to bring all these people to this convention. You're going to get a lot of people uh, staying in your rooms, buying your food and whatnot. Let's cut a deal for room rates. Mm-hmm. And so the hotels we stayed in last year, I, I don't know what they normally run, but you know they, they were cheaper than what we uh, – they're cheaper during the con than what they normally are. But I know for the uh, – last year I went to Gen Con – we stayed at the new Marriott there, and the rooms were regularly 300 bucks a night, and the convention price was 179 something like that. It's still a lot, but it's 120 bucks cheaper than what it normally is. So you definitely want to try to find a hotel that has a convention rate. And like you said, you're right. The closer you are, the more expensive it's going to be. But that's one thing that we failed at the first time we went to Gen Con. We stayed at an inexpensive hotel away from the site to where we had to drive to the convention every day. Bad mm-hmm. mistake. Because we missed so much that was going on because it was late at night. We needed to get everybody in the car and drive back to the hotel room as opposed to having a hotel connected to the convention where if it's late at night, you just straggle back to your room, you know, open the door and fall in bed. So I highly recommend stay at a hotel within walking distance of the con. And as soon as the hotel rooms get posted, make sure you jump on the sites and get those because they're going to go first. There's no doubt about it. That's true. And that may have to do with the size of, of the, the con because mm-hmm. Gen Con rooms go faster. A lot of those will be gone in the first few days. Uh, Origins hung around for several weeks before some of those start selling out. And the smaller conventions are even easier to get into. But yeah. Don't hesitate. Go ahead and have your first, second, third choice ready to go. And when those uh, convention, um, the hotel rates become available, call or log into the website immediately and try to grab one. The the worst experience we've had so far that I got lucky on, we're going to be going to Dragon Con this year in Atlanta, which granted, it's not really a gaming convention. It's just more of a, you know, a fan convention. The hotel rooms were gone within like five or six minutes. Wow. And I got lucky because the system went down and I called up directly to see if I found somebody at the hotel who was nice enough to set me up. But there was screaming and gnashing of teeth on the interwebs that day over this because a lot of people did not get a chance to get a room. And they said they they were they would book the room online and then the room would drop when they went to pay for it. They went back and then the room was gone. So it was an absolute nightmare. So the bigger the con, and then the biggest of them all, which I would like to go to sometime, but I even hear it's even harder, is Comic-Con. I mean, they oh, say yeah. those hotels are just insane to even try to get. It's almost like a lottery to get in on those. So, and, and people need to factor that in and how much groundwork you want to do. You can always find a hotel a little bit farther away. Like you said, if you're willing, I know when we went to origins, there was plenty of parking Now you had to pay for your parking. You know, they had a, a good fare or a good rate for any t- your parking there near the con. And like you said though, but now this year it might be a little bit tougher to, um, get, your fine parking at these places, fine, you know, especially if the convention's in a downtown area. Right. I mean, Dragon Con, I can only imagine. I've been to Atlanta for uh, my daughter's volleyball conven- uh, matches down there when it's at the World Congress Center or right. whatever it's called. Oh, my gosh. It's Good luck with that. I mean, it's just amazing at what goes on down there. And, you know, you've got all those people coming in for that. And I think one time Dragon Con was either finishing up right after we got there or it was fixing to start. And it was just mass people down there. So 
it's always Labor Day weekend. And okay. so this year, in the past couple of years, you know they had the Chick-fil-A college bowl games oh. the exact same weekend. So you've got all these f- uh, gaming fans or, or uh, fandom fans and sports fans trying to intermix. And I heard that is a pretty interesting mix right there. Yeah. All right. So you got you got your room, but you made a good point about the parking because I know at Gen Con, that was a big deal because most of those places charge for to park your car overnight. And we're talking 25, 30 bucks a night. Now, you and I, I don't know how we found out about it. We lucked up or or got wise to the hotel parking and found a parking deck near our hotel and parked. And they actually gave us the convention rate, which was mm-hmm. half the price of what it was for parking at the hotel. And it just goes to, um, and it was because we asked. And that's something people need to do when you go to these things. Ask. Ask questions. Ask, you know, what about this? I mean, don't try to go up there and haggle. Just simply ask a question, and you'll be surprised. It mm-hmm. never hurts to ask. And and, and ask uh, previous congors. There's a lot mm-hmm. of people who have experience in this. Ask, ask point blank on Facebook, on the Gen Con page, the Origins page. Whatever con that you're going to, it doesn't matter. I'm sure there's a fan page or something you can go to and say, never been there. Where should I stay? Where should I park? And people will be glad to help you out. Right. So you've you've got your room. You've managed all how to get there. You've pre-registered. We talked about that earlier. You've gone through the the sheets and and talk a little. We need to talk a little bit about that. I think from the standpoint yeah. of what I learned most about that, Marty is you know you you don't try to chalk your day full of planned events leave a little bit in there i know that's it seems common sense but for me it wasn't i was like okay i need to schedule every hour right you just can't do that you, you can't because you will burn yourself out and it's easy to with the the bigger convention the more stuff that's going on you want to have every hour plan give yourself some breathing room give you a chance to get some lunch give yourself a chance to go into the vendor hall or just sit down and play a game with other people because you will burn yourself out we're talking three or four day conventions. You can easily be wore out by the time it's over. But one thing I did learn, Marty, on Origins, you know, the first few days we were there, I was kind of like, is this all this is? And I think that came down to, I think we gave ourselves a little bit too much free time. I hate to say it, you know. That's true. And and maybe we went too far the other way, which kind of concerns me for this year because I haven't signed up for that many things for this year. And now I'm kind of worried. Now, we did find that uh, maybe too late but we went to the uh, board game room and we spent mm-hmm. a lot of time there once we kind of figured out what was going on. I mean, most of our nights were spent there and we had a blast there. So I know we'll do that again this year. You do have the vendor hall at Gen Con. I mean, you literally what we did our first year, we spent our entire time in the, in the vendor hall and didn't even see a fraction of the convention of all the other stuff that was going on. So now for the smaller cons, uh, like for our local con con mace, the vendor hall is really small, so you're not going to kill a lot of time in there. So it right. is all about gaming. So you do have to do more planning. It's almost like the smaller the convention, the less extracurricular activities are to do. So you do need to plan a little bit better to make sure that you're not bored. And, and I think that's an excellent point from the standpoint of, you know, you need to, as you schedule this, know when when it's best for you. Because for you and I, you know, 
we were like, um, okay, uh, when you get tired after a while, so going to the gaming center worked out or the gaming hall was really nice to be able to just unwind and, and try stuff out. That worked out well for us. So you, you got to know you. You got to know what you want to do. Um, and I will say this, uh, you need to be willing to you know kind of put yourself out there because we met some really nice people there. They, they introduced us to Seven Wonders, which caused us to spend money. Hmm. And, and that was great. You know, that was a great time. Yep. So the, the pre-registration of events, um, whenever it goes live, the, the, usually the events will be posted uh, for your convention somewhere along the way before it's time to, to register. When it comes time to register, don't waste any time because you're going to be fighting other people for a lot of these slots. Say, if you want to sit down and play an RPG and there's only six slots, chances are there's going to be more than six people that want to play that game. So when you will know what you want, get online at, at noon or whenever the registration opens and try to grab your stuff as fast as you can. Again, the bigger convention, the harder it's probably going to be to grab those slots. So uh, like Tony said, we spent three hours sitting at the table, just going through spreadsheets and trying to organize our schedule. And I think we got everything that we wanted to do, if I remember right. Yeah, we did. There was a few things. There were some conflicts. Um, we weren't sure. And that's something else. If you aren't sure what you want to do, or like for us, we were trying to pick an RPG to do, and we really didn't have an idea of what a good one was, you may need to do a little research up front on that and find out what, what it is that you're really interested in. Is there something you want to try out? Is there a different uh, system you want to give it? Maybe give that a shot. And also, it's important to note who's putting it on. Is it an individual? Is it a gaming club? You know, how's that how's that going to be done that may enhance your enjoyment of the session that you sign up for because what an rpg session marty is what four or five hours or something like right that? about four hours yeah and in fact you bring up a point that i actually messed up on this year so i don't know if anybody knows but shadow run is going to be releasing their fifth edition of their rpg and i don't know why i didn't think of this when registration opened up it's like just like three days ago i said you know i think i want to demo that they had 18 Catalyst Games Labs, who does Shadowrun, was doing 18 RPG demo sessions, six slots per session, all gone. Yeah. And I was go. so ticked off. It's like, why didn't I think about this when the registration opened up? So now I feel like I'm just kind of sick to my stomach to be able, because I could have had a chance to play a brand new system that nobody has before and talk about it here. And I just dropped the ball. Well, and now one of the things though is at Origins, uh, I will give them this, and I know that's our my experience. So I, I hate that I'm leaning heavily on it, but hey, you got to talk about what you know. Um, you may be able to cash in those tickets there and be able to, or buy additional tickets. For, you know those what were they gave us poker chips? Yeah, yeah. the generic tickets. Tokens, the generic, generic tickets, generic tokens. You may be able to sit in on that. So that's one thing that's important. You need to understand the rules, and you'll hear later in the podcast from a, an organizer of, of gaming conventions. Know the rules of your convention you're going to. It's very important. Look, make sure you understand those. Right, um, because you, you're right. Because you could go to a session, and if somebody doesn't come uh, to the session that they're supposed to be sitting in on. And if you got your tokens there, you might could sit in and take their place. So that's, that's a great point. If there's something you really want to do, go there at that time and see if everybody shows up. Lots of times people, uh, have other things going on. They just don't show up for some reason because, um, at this convention, like origins, you can get your money back or, or trade in unused stuff for generics. 
and then even get those that money back at the end. So you're not losing a lot of money, and it's not a lot of money anyway. It's only like four dollars per session. Right, and it's yeah, and that was one of the neat things about Origins is to be able to trade those in. I don't know about the other cons. Um, I know, like at our local one here at Mace, you pay an admission fee to come in, come onto the floor, and you can play wherever you want if a spot's open. You can sign up ahead of time. But if the spot's open, you can just go in there. You don't need any of these tokens or anything. So it's very important to understand how it is that you're going to get into the game so that you can go ahead and utilize that and figure out what you want to do with your time there. Oh, reminds me, uh, pre-registration, swag. There are some conventions that give away some sweet swag based on when you register. For example, uh, we went to a con uh, this past January in Columbia, South Carolina. It's called Scarab. They had a deal where if you were one of the first 100 to pre-register, you got a, a larger swag bag. They weren't kidding. The extra stuff in the swag bag was phenomenal. So if you want to get free stuff, again, know your con. Go look at the rules. See if they're giving anything away special. Swag is a big deal at cons. Uh, it's, it's, it's a big deal at any kind of con, right? Whether it be mm-hmm. industrial, commercial, there's always people giving stuff away. And my wife, Vanessa, is big on giveaways, Oh, my oh, yeah. goodness. Free stuff. You got to love free oh, stuff. Oh, my goodness. At Gen Con, if there was any vendor giving anything away, we were there. Paizo was, would give away one unique button per day, and they would run out uh, after about an hour or so. First thing we had to do every morning, we had to run over there to their booth as soon as they opened up and get the unique button. So Because we, we had to have the entire set. We had... Um, <laughs> Um, Ultra Pro, you know, does the, the protector mm-hmm. sleeves and stuff. At 2 o'clock every day, they spun a wheel, and uh, whatever the wheel landed on, you got a prize. We had to stand in line every day to spin the wheel to get our prize. So, so And I think that brings us to the next point, and like I said, and this is another point we'll talk about later, but some of you may feel like, hey, I, I don't need to print out the program or get a program, don't need to read it. You do need to read your programs. You need to see what's going on. There may be little tidbits. There may shoot. There may even be some coupons in there. You never do know. There was like a, at Origins, we got a coupon book that was a free dice. That's awesome. By the way, pick me up one. Um, all right, appreciate it. And but you look at the, look at the material that you can get. Go through the pamphlets. Go through what you can pick up. Some of yeah, it's it's recyclable. But you do need to look at your guide. Yeah, some some of them did Origins release it early last year, Marty. I don't remember. I can't remember. Um, I think Gen Con does, but I can't remember if, if they did or not. But yes, most cons of, of any sort of size will have some sort of program. And you're right. The rules of the program will be in there. They may have a schedule in there. Coupons are a big deal. Lots of times, you know, people advertise through the programs and they throw in a c- coupon to boot. All right. And, the, and here's the big key, the map. Yep. Knowing your map, knowing where to be, because I know in ours that if you were given a certain amount of time in order to show up before you would lose your place. Right. Oh, that's a great point. Just a map of the convention hall in general. And lots of times at these conventions, your event may not be in the main hall. It may be like in an adjoining hotel. And we saw mm-hmm. this origins at Gen Con. There would be rooms, uh, the meeting rooms set aside to the adjoining hotels where there would be events. And you'd have to give yourself time to get over there. And a lot of times you have to open that map to see, wait a minute, where's this hotel exactly? All right. So you've got all that. You've prepped. You're pre-registered. You've gone over. You've picked up your tickets if you're there early enough. Or they, they do early registration, I'm sure, to get your tickets for pickup. Or I, oh, I wouldn't call it will call, but you know what I mean there, Marty. Sure. 
Um, and so you've done all that. So your next step is, all right, you're ready to go to the show, starting up, know when the vendor halls open, mm -hmm. know your times, mm -hmm. understand what's going on. You, you mentioned free stuff. Don't get lost in the free stuff, but know what you want. There, uh, I mean, Vanessa knew what she wanted and by gosh, you boys got it. That's, yep, that's exactly. awesome. Yeah. So, all right, let's talk about, so you're, you're there during the day. Are there any tips for that? Yes. Take food with you. Take some sort of snack. Okay. I wish I could. Uh, I've got a picture of it somewhere from a couple years ago. Vanessa made snack bags for everybody for every day to put in their backpack. It's brilliant. Little Ziploc um, bags of uh, like um, Nutri-Grain bars or uh, some peanuts, uh, a little candy bar or something like that, and maybe a bottled water. And everybody had to throw it in their pack. Now, you may find some conventions or convention halls frown upon you bringing your own food. But let's face it, convention food's really, really expensive. So if you can sneak away and eat a quick candy bar or, you know, a little granola bar or something like that just to tide you over, highly recommend it. Take some little snack foods with you. You you won't regret it. Right. And that goes to the next thing. So you've done the convention, but you do. You need to go eat. Um so know your local restaurants, know where you can get to, where you can walk to. I know when we were at Origins, and I won't pull a plug for this place, Marty, just so I can remind you that um, there was a little cantina. It's called the Park Street Cantina near Origins. They had specials every night there if you were there by a certain time. Everybody's got to eat. I totally so, forgot about that place. I'm glad you said it because that was an awesome place. It was a Mexican place. It was a Mexican place, and they had all these specials. It was a great little place to go. Um, it was, you know, so from that standpoint, you know, no, there's little restaurants that are doing these specials. Um, ask your hotel. Say, what do we got going on? At, go find at the convention. There's usually a concierge desk, so they should have something. They may even have coupons. Well, speaking of which, you remember um, one of the coupons that we had was at a little local pub restaurant where if you went and showed the coupon, you got a free glass. Got mine sitting on the shelf. Yeah. I mean, that's awesome. There are little things like that that you just need to look for. Lots of times uh, the locals will, can help you out. Uh, people who's attended the convention before, just read and do some research. And another good place for Origins, uh, the Market Street the North Market Street yeah. Um, area. Yeah. yeah. But one thing we discovered, that place closed for dinner. Yeah, they did. They did. And which which threw us off. It was like, great, now where are we going to eat now? But yeah, if you can avoid convention food, I would do it except for one place at Mace. Remember last year they had this um, catering place called the Greening, mm -hmm. uh, Grinning Goblin? Yep. Reasonably priced food that they would deliver to you while you played. So, yeah, take advantage of stuff like that. I mean, they will go around, take your order, and then in the next, you know, 30 minutes, boom, here's your food sitting there waiting for you. Uh, one guy did learn, don't leave your spot until oh, you get your food. they can't find you. Yeah. They, they can't find you. So, so know that. No, know that's one of those things. Read your program. That would have been something that would have been in there to tell you yeah. about. So, But I will say that's rare because most places don't like you to bring in your own catered um, company like that. So that was really rare. I know at uh, Gen Con, they now have food trucks outside the convention center that they've brought in to help, you know, I'm sure it's still expensive too, but probably not as bad as paying, you know, like $5 for a slice of pizza on the inside and $6 for a drink or something like that. It's just ridiculous. All right. So we got the food, wear comfortable clothes, wear some comfortable shoes. Cause you are going to be walking a lot 
Well, the bigger conventions, the more you'll, you'll more you'll be walking. If you've scheduled a lot of stuff, you'll be sitting a lot. But these places can get hot. Um, mm-hmm. you, you got uh, hundreds of you anywhere from hundreds of people to tens of thousands of people. You're going to be brushing up against people. It's going to be hot. Wear comfortable clothes. Oh, without a doubt, because I mean, you're right, and you'll be sitting and, and make sure. I hate to say it here. It's going, we're going to go a little PG here. Comfy underwear is very important, guys. I'm just saying, just you know, because you're yeah. going to be guys. Don't be wearing any thongs or anything like that, because you'll just be picking that stuff out all day long. Oh yeah, and the chairs are they're you know they're they're either hard plastic or metal folding chairs, so they're not the most comfy chairs out there so keep that in mind and, and understand that shoot i'd even you know marty as as we get older here if if we go back or i go back i'm thinking i'm taking a seat cushion that's not a bad idea you know one of those foamy seat cushions yep that's actually good you just throw it in your backpack or something like that just throw it in your backpack oh, I speaking got one. backpack yeah Backpack. Have, have something that you can carry stuff in because you're going to be getting free swag you may buy a game or something like that you might want to carry some dice or you carry your food whatever have a a a shoulder bag a backpack something to carry stuff in you won't regret it right and if you want a souvenir from the convention like the t-shirt that goes with it you better go first day yeah oh that's a good point they sell all that stuff quick anything that's specific for that convention especially t-shirts they're gone quick and um so you know (laughs) there's called gamer size t-shirts Mm-hmm. Where you know gamer size shirts are typically larger than than <laughs> than <Nice>. not. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I've, I've heard somebody say that term before. So yeah, get, get your shirts early. Well, that takes us down to the one big last thing that I don't know that we can help with, except just don't be this person. Confunk. Yeah. Um, mm. it exists. Okay. I just got the chills. <laughs> it, it exists there. You know, you, if you've never been to a convention and you hear like this, I, this, this joke, this running joke is like, you know, people don't shower and stuff. Unfortunately it's true. And it doesn't, it's not like everybody doesn't, but think about it. If you're in a group of 10 people and one person hasn't, it's ruined. And for mm. some reason, I don't know what it is. When people get there, they just like, yeah. I'm going to wear the same clothes for four days and not shower. And thank you. You're going to sit beside me during this RPG session for four hours. And I think Marty, a lot of that, and it's unfortunate, but some people go in and this is maybe someone's out there game plan. Hey, don't tell me to go babe because I'm here and I'm going to stay up for the next 72 hours. Yeah. Well, look, okay. Just, just be smart people. Go shower, throw on some deodorant, and change some clothes. It's not that hard. Because like I said, when you're rubbing shoulders with a lot of people, it gets hot, people get sweaty, and you know, it's it's a it's a pain sitting beside people that have a little bit of a funk to them. And I've actually heard of situations where um, at a table, like somebody's teaching a game or a DM's running a game, they've actually stopped the game and asked the person to leave because it was so bad. Wow. Uh, luckily we didn't see that at origins no 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 we didn't but i've just heard of that situation before where somebody just had to stop the game and say look i'm sorry but 
you're going to have to leave the table because it's, mm. it's really offensive to other people. And it's, it's sad that it's got to get that way, but it's every convention. I mean, I know I've heard comic cons the same way. It's not just gaming conventions by any means, but yeah. So, so shower up. And I think the last thing is get some sleep. I know you just said people want to go there and stay awake for 72 hours. Come on. I, that that's insane. Get a little bit of sleep. Try to get four or five hours at, at least. Otherwise you're just going to be miserable the last couple of days and be totally useless. Yeah. Now, did Vanessa make y'all put hand sanitizer in your bags? I'm sure we. I'm sure it was in there. Yeah. Okay. I figured it would be because you know the bathrooms. Anyway, we'll leave that as yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wash your hands a lot. Let's uh, just say. I mean, you're you are picking up a lot of stuff that people other people look at and running your hands through dice bins over at Chessex and stuff like that. That everybody else has done the same thing. So actually, a little bottle of hand sanitizer is not a bad idea to carry along with you. So I think that's pretty well sums up i mean we went through the, the gamut real quick because i know we have a special guest he's waiting in the wings for us marty and he's got a lot of good information that's coming um so how about we just kick over to to our guest speaker or guests yep well i, I will i will say this so we said it like this is coming up so actually we've already recorded this this upcoming segment oh man you gave away the magic I'm sorry. I know. That's but but, right. but I wanted to preface this with th- there was somewhat of a technical issue with the, the microphone that our guest had. So uh, it's kind of low on some places. Um, I will, uh, by the time you've heard this, if this will either worked or not, but I'm going to try to do my, my editing magic on it to, to, to help it out so it's not so hard to listen to. So I just want to give you a heads up. There is a different uh, quality um, in, in the speaking with the guest and, and what we're doing. So you guys just bear with us. It is a really good um, interview. It's all about person or people who, who coordinate cons and all the stuff that they go through. So let's get to it. We thought for this episode that it would be really interesting to bring in somebody who not only attends cons, but actually organizes and plans them. So we have a special guest for this episode, and Tony and I would like to welcome Ron McClung. Ron, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Outstanding. Well, Ron, we appreciate you taking time away from, I know, planning cons and everything to come talk to us and give us some advice here, because I'm pretty sure that keeps you busy year-round, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, we get involved with more and more each year, and um, this past couple years, Just Us Productions has uh, worked hard to try to work with the local cons and, uh, you know, fill needs where we can. You mentioned Justice. Let's let's go and get just a little bit of history uh, from you. So I know that you, you work with uh, Justice Productions, and um, so how did you even get into this? How did you get into planning cons, and, and who is Justice Productions, and what exactly do you do? Well, it started... Back when I was in college, really, um, I was at, uh, I, I helped start a uh, gaming club and a science fiction fantasy club called The Guild at UNC Charlotte and discovered cons through that, you know, Dragon Con. There was a con called Magnum Opus Con that I, we, we attended and um, I enjoyed it going, but, you know, I, I kind of felt there was a little bit more. We, we organized our own con twice um, and that was fun. And I got involved with Rock of Ages, which was a sh- one of the first Charlotte conventions, and that was uh, that was a generic science fiction fantasy with gaming, bunch of money spent, and it didn't d- it did well, but ended up falling apart with politics and a divorce and ugly story. But 
Jeff was involved in that, Jeff Smith, who started Just Us Productions. Okay. Despite the fact that Rock of Ages fell apart, he still had the desire to run a convention, so he started Mace, which it's the first incarnation was actually called Rock 96.5, which was kind of an offshoot of that convention. And uh, when, Rock, when Rock of Ages fell apart, he just changed to Mace. What does Mace stand for? <laughs> I've never liked the name, uh, but I was not there when it, that was decided. Mid-Atlantic Convention Expo, it's kind of a double. It's a convention and an expo. That's pretty much the same thing. I make fun of that with Jeff okay. all the time. <laughs> uh, another guy said that we should call it Mid-Atlantic Gaming Expo. Mage. 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 Ah, there you go. But that got shot down by the big man. So, I, you know, Mace is just kind of stuck and we're happy with it. Um, hey, at least you got, you know, you know what you can do for a logo. I mean, Mace is yeah. pretty obvious what you're going to do. So I, I think that's that's what he wanted was a mate uh, was to be able to just throw that Mace up there. And and then and now we have a, you know, a, a, the dwarf. There's a I don't know if you've noticed we, we have a dwarf and a halfling that kind of always are in our covers of stuff or mm. in art. Uh, the dwarf started out of Mace, and then the halfling was uh, based on Mini Mace, which is one of our, our game day events. I joined with Mace two years after, three years after uh, Mace became a con, and Jeff asked me to run uh, his gaming. Uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, 2000, yeah. The same year I was working at StellarCon, which is another con in that same area, which is science fiction and li is literary, mostly literary, but it's a science fiction con with gaming. They asked me too, so I was doing two cons right off the bat, you know, one in March, one in November. Um, and this was all me, you know, I, I, I didn't really feel like I was a part of Just Us Productions, I was just helping Jeff out at the time. Mm -hmm. But as I got more and more involved with Mace and seeing the synergy between Mace and StellarCon, things really started storming up. And gaming was just really big at StellarCon and really big at Mace. And then in 99, I was approached by another convention to help them out. That convention grew into a much larger convention uh, with the basis of, with, one, with a foundation of gaming. Uh, I've left that convention since and I've been dedicated and recently 100% into nothing but Just Us Productions uh, activity. Um, Just, for us, Just Us Productions is the company behind Mace. Jeff started it with his wife. I can't say I'm an employee, but every once in a while, Jeff throws me a little benefit here and there um, because of all the hard work I do. Nice. So, uh, and make sure I understand this, because being new to this, you know, Ron, so you're, the whole task of Justice Productions is to pull together and provide a con, and one of your roles is to get the uh, organizers, get the mm -hmm. volunteers. What, what what all do you do there? Sounds like office space. What exactly is it you do here? I'm a people person. <laughs> Jeff uh, pays the bills. This is what I like to say. Jeff pays the bills. Um, it is his money. Uh, Justice Productions is a for-profit organization. Not much profit, but it, it shoots for profit and, and expanding into other areas. But um, And Jeff negotiates with the hotels, gets the space. He's, he's the business-minded individual. I'm the logistics guy. I handle organizing... Um, 
the events, finding and contacting gaming groups, um, making friends with whoever I need to, finding the talent that talent, finding the, the organizers for like stuff like the Warhammer thing. Uh, at, at Mace this past year, uh, you know, I, I've, I've had relationships with with Lee Olson and War Machine folks for a while, and they just started this this Carolina tournament, right? And uh, Mace became a natural place to come as the final for it, and that only came out of relationships that I've established, and so I'm now trying to establish relationships in Columbia for, for RoundCon, and that's that's taken some time, but I. I do a little bit of work, and it's all gamers. And I, since I know gamers, I, I feel like I, I come across as a gamer at least. Um, I'm not a I'm not a carpetbagger or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just attract. I try to be all things to all gamers, so that like, you know, for a long time, Mace had the reputation of an RPG only con, and that I had fought that tooth and nail and it took a while for even board gamers to see that and i think that's key that we need to make sure everybody understands i mean your convention when you say gamers you're talking about all gamers it's not an rpg i mean when we were there uh this past year there was this huge room of games you let our club in to uh, advertise our club and to demo all the games that we had there and we really did appreciate that to get the name keep it growing because definitely the hobby is growing out there and have you seen that in your long history with the conventions uh, and well, I mean, since I've been doing it for an average of two to three conventions for 13, 14 years now, I've seen the ebbs and flows. I saw the 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 effect Magic had, for instance, on everything else. Magic devastated everything else for a long time because so much money was pumped into one hobby. Um, RPGs just weren't weren't the focus as much anymore. But I and then, then came third edition D and D. That changed the face of the earth right there. Right now, I think the economy has affected a lot of things in, in in two ways. One, people aren't buying as many games, but they're a lot of them are finding more time because either they don't have a job or something like that to play the games that they have. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a, I'm seeing a new spike. I, I, there's definitely a new nature to it right now. I think. Because it's the for the my focus, of course. I, I love RPGs, and RPG universe is kind of in a, in an area of, of waiting for D and D five fifth edition and and the, the demise or the demise of the third edition. But Pathfinder's taken over, so it's kind of a weird place right now. Uh, minis are, are taken off thanks to War Machine. I, you know, I had a hard time getting anything Warhammer ever into. Mace. I had one major tournament in one year, and that was it. Uh, War, War Machine has made it so much easier, and uh, mm-hmm. that's just, I think they learned from the mistakes of other industries. And you've got a, um, you also get that a good group from North and South Carolina, the um, the North Carolina Gun Bunnies, uh, who Tony and I are associated with, because uh, Tony and I play uh, War Machine. And uh, we know the guy who organizes the the Carolina Invitational. Right. And in fact, um, our, one of our local gaming stores is, is hosting one of the qualifying tournaments at the end of June where the winner gets to go to Mace and participate mm-hmm. in the big tournament at the uh, at that show. And then I think the winner actually gets a ticket to Gen Con uh, yeah. for next year. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the hall that you gave uh, them last year to set up uh, the Iron Arena, which is the the place where everything's all War Machine, was just absolutely awesome. People just raved about that, and it was front and center. 
And uh, it, it took away that stigma that you were worried about, about this is just an RPG convention. Because like Tony said, you've got that big board gaming room. You Right, right around the corner, you had the war machine, so you saw that going on. And the RPGs, were, I guess, were in the other rooms outside of, of that. I mean, not in the main hall, but down the hall in, in the other rooms. Right. RPGs don't need their focus. Um, um, they just need, I've always said since the beginning, give them a table and they will come. Uh, and uh, they they do they know that I'll treat them well. Everybody else knows now that I will treat them well. Um, and it's my goal is to make sure every GM, every player has a great time. And uh, and I try to design the environment through my logistics, through layout design, to make sure you know noise is not as much of an issue. I mean, I have limitations in that, but, and and the environment is, is perfect for everybody. This year, for instance, this is kind of an exclusive, but. I, and it's not definite yet, but I'm talking with the local historical gamers. We've always had a challenge getting those guys in because there's a big event up in Gettysburg every year called Fall In, uh, right on the same weekend as Mace. But I, I, I can't imagine all of them want to go to Gettysburg, but a good number of them still do. So I'm trying to track some of them folks that don't necessarily go to Fall In, and so we're going to put them right next door to you guys if 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 we can arrange it. Oh, cool. So you guys going to have at least for Friday and Saturday, um, we're going to have miniatures off the wazoo. That's, that's great. And I wanted to go back to something you mentioned about making sure that everybody has a good time, that the GMs and stuff in the organization. How do you go about organizing? How do you get all the GMs to fill in all the games? Do you contact them or just open it up and say, who wants to run games? A little both. Uh, we, you know, have, we have the website, so we get contacted by folks that way. I have a list, a Yahoo group mailing list, that I've developed over the past 15, 13 years, or whatever, uh, about 200 GMs, and, I, and those are most of my regulars. Um, mostly based in the, uh, North Carolina. I'm trying to expand into South Carolina now, and so I, I send out an email to that general uh, as a general call, usually about three months before the event, and then I spam the heck out of every news group, every Facebook, every anything I can get my hold on. I'm, I'm sure I'm getting people uh, perturbed at it, but I'm trying to reach people. Oh, it's Ron the Spam Man. I'm, I'm almost a gamer evangelist, if you want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's funny. We just, Marty and I at our game club just got that award. Sorry for t- putting this on. So that's that's funny. Hey, join, join the club, man, as far as the gamer evangelist. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, so you, you sit out there and you contact. All right, so, so Ron, let's say I want to run. Marty and I, in our last episode, we talked about the Iron Kingdoms. Ron, I want to run an Iron Kingdoms demo at Mace this fall. What do I need to do? Well, there's, there's several different ways you can go. If you uh, feel comfortable with the website and feel comfortable with uh, a little more involved way of doing it, I, I have a program that I wrote called Ogre. Tony's out. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I am fine with websites and programming. Don't get me started on social media. Okay, so, yeah, you have to tweet it in order to get in. Now, this is a, all this is is a, a, a PHP program that I wrote that is a scheduler um, and a, a proposal type system. I kind of based it on various systems that I saw out there and kind of merged the ideas into one. You log into this system, Ogre. It's online gaming registration system. And you can make a game proposal. That's the best way to do it because otherwise I'm going to be sending you questions back and forth and there's just something will get lost. Mm. 
if you go through the ogre system, you get everything all at once and it gets put in a database and I just have to import it into my system. So is that a proprietary system? I wrote it. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, only you use it. You don't like uh, farm it out to other people and let them use it for their. Well, that's the interesting thing is that I've tried to, this year, this is another thing what we're doing this year is I'm, I am trying to farm it out, but right now I'm farming it out to a limited number so that I can get it to a point where I can really truly, there, it, let's call it beta. It's in beta to do that. Right. Um, it is not like a Warhorn where Warhorn's its own website. Mm-hmm. Ogre is, I have to install that on your website. So it, they stay within your domain. It stays, you stay within that environment. I feel like that's a better way of doing it rather than going to somebody else's website for your stuff. I just, I've never liked that. I'm not a big fan of, of Warhorn. Um, I know some other conventions use it, and I agree. I think it's, your system is much better because Warhorn can be very frustrating to me sometimes. I'm trying to find an event, and I can't get a nice-looking table just to show me all the events and stuff. Exactly. So Exactly. I, I just signed up for games today for StormCon. They use Warhorn, and I haven't used it in a long time, and I still don't like it. Right. Um, not to, I'm not trying to slam somebody else's work, but it's, it's too focused around it organized play and not flexible enough. And that's one of the goals I did with go over. And so, and I never really intended to plug over cause it's not really ready to be plugged. Um, but RoundCon's using it now. I'm very happy with how it's worked there. I try to use it with ShadowCon, which is a small event down in uh, Marion. It, it worked okay. I, I found some bugs and I needed to fix. So RoundCon has really come around and it's working well. So for those events, the, the RoundCon, um, uh, Justice Productions wasn't used in order to set up the hotel and the dates and all that stuff, right? They just asked you to come in and organize the games. Right. It is, it's a new new aspect for Justice Productions um, that in our that our in our website we can talk about the Gamers Codex. We we launched a bunch of new stuff uh, this year, and one of them was we're talking to different cons and, and asking them, well, how can we help? We actually did help a little bit with the hotel stuff, but only in from an advisory point of view and we weren't entirely listened to, but that's, that's just the way things go sometimes. It, it, we've known the guy that runs RoundCon, great guy, uh, Sean, he's had his own controversies and everybody has their own kind of major personalities, but we've had a good relationship with him for a long time. He has had some struggles with gaming uh, over the past couple of years and uh, finally just came to us and asked us to run his game. We weren't going to say no. I mean, why not? And, as long as it didn't conflict with anything major for us. Uh, so we had to advise him on He was not even sure about what his dates were, so we had to help him kind of decide that too. So, so Marty, I'm going to shift gears here a little bit if it's all right with you, and you can always bring me back. But um, So, Ron, we talked about you know how you can host a game, get contact with y'all, but as we move towards the people who want to attend, and, and I guess what comes to my mind, Marty last year took me to Origins, and I know it's one of the smaller ones. It's still a big convention. And, you know, I heard recently it was on, on the Dice Tower Network that they stated that it is, it's really come back strong this year. But for someone who's just starting out or wants to participate, would you say that the smaller ones tend to help someone ease into the convention? I mean, like if I, if I went to Mace, I'm not going to be of what is it constantly overloaded with stuff? I mean, what's a good way to get started into this? Yeah, I think the smaller events are, are, are definitely a good way to start. And, you know, Mace being in the 600 to 700 range is, is definitely a good start, even smaller. 
if you want. Uh, it gets you they're modeled after the larger events, although there's there's a lot of things that a larger event has that good and bad that, that, a, that a smaller event doesn't. But you get your kick, your, your, your start there, and then you can actually, there's plenty of people there that can advise you on the larger events. And it's kind of how I got started, although I, my first real convention, gaming or not, it was, was uh, Dragon Con. So that was kind of a baptism by fire. And I was overwhelmed. I, I don't remember that weekend at all, to be honest with you. It was nice. <laughs> I mean, I was 20, you know, I, and it's not so much i just i really don't remember what i did there and then uh, and then i went to a con called magnum opus con which was smaller and it was in greenville south carolina but it didn't have much gaming all other than rpga but yeah that, it, an easiest way to have a good time at any of these cons um is is study it up go to the website learn what they have learn what they don't have find out if they for instance have pay to play Larger events like Origins and Gen Con, you got to pay to play the game. You have a fee for every game. Mace does not because we're a smaller smaller event. We don't want to deal with that. That's uh, that's too much commerce going on, and that's kind of a headache for a, a, a group run by two people and their wives. Go to the game, try to find their schedule. I really did not like initially did not like Origins scheduling system. It is clunky as heck, but it's one of those things you have to deal with. Um, eventually, I got the hang of it and actually has some neat features. It's just poorly presented. My issue with Origins is their event list. Yeah. It is so hard to find anything because they don't give you a nice way to sort things. I can't figure right, out how they're right. done. And that's huge. That's that's huge is the sorting, and that's kind of why I did it the way I did it. Yeah. But at least they have like a downloadable version where you can put it in Excel. Um, same for Gen Con. That's the only way I could do it. I mean, I could just, I ended up importing it into Access and querying it back and forth for the different things I wanted to, to look for. Right. But, yeah, that's kind of high techy for, you know, the average folks. Yeah, Tony's out. <laughs> no. Uh, no, nah, shoot. Who was it that had the spreadsheet pulled up when we planned Origins? Uh, actually, you're, you're right. You, you are a spreadsheet pro going back to what, like, in, in like, simple databases like Fox Pro or whatever it was. Lotus, uh, all that good. But, so, Ron, I want to st- step back there to something very interesting, which I found, which confused the heck out of me at Mace. Because I went to Origins, so here I am. I had to sign up and pay to play games at right. Mace. I simply paid to come into the show and I say show because to me it was a show seeing all the interesting costumes right. and people. It was great. Uh, but, but here I was able to, if the schedule allowed and the table was open for an RPG or a game, I could sit down. I could do that. Right. Is that okay? I, I, and well, I, I, we try to make sure, especially for games that have limited seating and I have, you know, we have online pre-registration and those those people that have bothered to pay ahead of time and register for the games, we like to reward them for it. So they get, they get priority to the, the seats, but in 10 minutes later, if they're not there, you know, so I have a, I have a ticketing system and um, I used to use books, but the books are out now. And now you sign up. I'll have uh, for Mace this year, I'm going to have seven computers out so that you can use uh, Ogre on site and sign up, sign up online. And then, GMs can go straight to the website and see through their tablet, through their phone, and see if who, how many people have signed up, etc. So, my my big priority a lot of the times when in the logistics side is to make sure 
the people that signed up are at are in those seats and that people are not I've had problems with that where people just walk up and steal seats and just hover around the table until they see an open seat and, uh, you know somebody might be getting a drink and then their seat's gone and GM doesn't yeah. know any better I, I just kind of instill a certain sense of honor and integrity into the system right so from from your side though I'm I'm wanting to schedule this I want to bring in um, someone wants to sit in my seat and or I'm sorry not sitting I want to sit down play a game I, I schedule it as an organizer, are you setting certain times based on the popularity of the game? Um, because you, I know you hear this, and you can tell us, I'm sure, stories about people. Why don't you schedule it when I want to play it? You know, that kind of stuff. But is there any rhyme to reason to that? <laughs> no. Um, not really. Well, that's good. To, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Next question. Uh, no, and really, honestly, it's... Um, because the way I do it now, I'm, I'm sure larger conventions pick and choose. And there are certain games I say no to. And I'll get into that in a minute, but a lot of times it's just whatever I can get out of my list, out of my what's out there. You know, I can only do what my gyms are willing to run. Organized play, that's a whole other story. I let other people handle the organized play. That is one game, one type of game, and, and, and it's all way too structured for me. Mm. But, um, that's there and that's butts in the seats. Um, and, and right now, for instance, Pathfinder society is huge and, uh, we're, we're not going to say no to that Mm -hmm. for general play, whether it's RPGs, whether it's board games and board games is a, there's this, there's a certain wonkiness to them too. Um, miniature games, whatever's out there, whatever anybody wants to run. I draw the line for where homebrew systems are concerned. Um, where people say, I've got this system I'd love to run. Okay, I've had people come up to me and say, this is my homebrew system, and it's a bunch of loose-leaf pieces of paper, and he's going to have character generation at the table. Not going to happen. I'm not going to turn that down. Uh, I don't want any character generation for the RPGs, for instance, and I want my GMs prepared to teach the game to newbies no matter what, whether it's board games or role-playing games or minis. Um, Tournaments like the War Machine, you know, I, I, I give them a slack on that because while they're tournaments, you're, if you're going to a tournament, you better know your name. Right. That's about all. I've had to, I've had to blacklist some people, not a lot, just to, I can probably count them on one hand that just brought their homebrew and it was just a horrid experience for the players and I got many, 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 many complaints. And- I was actually going to ask you about that. Um, as the organizer, how do you deal with the the more difficult people, whether it be the players or the the people running the game, obviously you got a bunch of different personalities coming in. And so how do you deal with it to make sure the majority of the people are happy? And if you have to tick off one or two to keep the sanity of the con, you know, above board, and then how do you handle that? I'm not afraid to be the bad guy. Um, I come, I, 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 I have, have had to only a few times just this past year, this year, at Mace West, we had a guy post on Facebook said he had the worst experience role playing experience he'd had ever at a particular game. And I was like, "Wow, well, I better investigate this." And it turns out it's just a matter of personality conflict because both guys are the GM and, and the player are nice guys. Otherwise, it's just they didn't mesh well, and mm-hmm. their philosophies were totally different on how it was approached. So we got them talking. So a lot of that. And the nice thing about that is. I mean, I take advantage of the internet. And the internet allows you to, to deal with these situations in a calm way without having the face-to-face emotional stuff going on. So 
I do that. Um, the people I've told that, that I don't want running anymore, I've had to tell them outright. And then again, I use the internet. I mean, it's not like it's a breakup where I'm texting them, you know, I don't want to see you anymore. So it's just thanks, but we, we prefer to go a different direction type thing. Try to be as diplomatic as possible, but because we want them to come back and at least play. Right. Difficult players, we've had a few of those too, and we've had to talk to them. I either, I either do it or I get Jeff to do it. Jeff's, Jeff's good about that too. That's just a just a talking to, I and mean, we just we just approach it as professional as possible. Uh, I'm I'm jumping subjects a little bit, but I think this might be interesting to hear too. You talked, you said you did not handle the business side, but I I am just curious how how do you go about, or does Jeff go about like? So for people who don't know, this past year Mace was in Charlotte. Before that, it was in Winston Salem, High Point, High Point. So when you said we're going to make the move to Charlotte. How do you go about finding the hotel to work with? Do you try to get deals? I mean, what's what's all the behind the scenes on that? That's a, I mean, and I've had to do, do that for other conventions. It is a challenge. Um, you have to find the perfect mix of space, and you have to find the perfect number of rooms. You have to find the perfect location, because if you're out in the middle of nowhere, it's not going to do you any good that it's a great place if they have to drive through, you know, 60 stoplights. So... It's just really Google's helped us this past year. We're moving, uh, we're moving Mace West, which is one of our smaller events. Uh, we're calling it a feeder event. We're doing, we're planning on doing more, where we do these smaller Mace events further out in the Carolinas, and right now it's just the Carolinas to feed into Mace to make to give them a little piece of what Mace is and maybe attract people to Mace. So Mace West was our first one. We, it was in Hickory, but the location we had, which was great, I loved the hotel there. It was an old one, but it was a great location. It's closing down and being churned into a church, which is not bad. I mean, it's just bad for us. So we have to find a new place. There's not a lot of other places in Hickory. We did a thorough search. And the one place that that we found wants us to shut down at midnight mm. every night. And you know, gamers, that's not that's tough. So, uh, we got some hits. Uh, we're going to leave that option open, but we've got some options opening up in Asheville. And Jeff and I work together on this. I mean, he makes the final business decisions, but I, I help in searching and in talking to few people. And this is kind of one of the first times we've done a pure search without any contacts, without any prior connections. Um, and we've got, we've got some good possibilities in Asheville. I think we are going to move to Asheville. Hey, I'm all at the Biltmore, man. It's actually right down the road from Biltmore. Gaming at the Biltmore. Sweet. Right down the road. Out on the lawn. I like it. I'm, yeah. <laughs> actually, that's that's a great exit, Ron. I mean, you get, you get off. It's well-developed so people can get to the Biltmore yep. house. For those who don't know, you know, they're not in North Carolina, the Biltmore house largest privately owned mansion and it's it's a gorgeous setting up there excellent choice yeah um i'm I'm, i was getting ready to say um Asheville is going to be a very nice town um because then you can actually pull in people from east tennessee yeah that's our goal potentially right over the mountains that's our goal and we've already were pulling east tennessee believe it or not but it was only like four of them but they said they've got a you know a meetup group of something like 20 or 30 and they said we can get them just about all coming if you go Asheville, and then Asheville's got a group of Pathfinder Society group people that play, and there's 75 people right there that wow. weren't coming to Mace West in the first place. 
and they actually have a good uh, war machine contingency. Yeah. There, there is a, a game store up there, um, game gamers Rivern or something like that, who has a yeah, big yeah, war yeah. machine following. Yeah. Yep. And that's our goal is to, to kind of expand on that. So that was kind of our first one. The, the hotel that we have now actually was just done through contacts. We, we were in high point for 15 years, uh, in ho- almost the same hotel, except for the first couple of years. And it was a Radisson for a long time. And now it's best Western and something else now, but, the manager there lives in Salisbury, and he moved. He, he got a new job down here in Charlotte, Hilton. So that was just through contacts. And that's actually how that other convention that's held there got that. It was through me and Jeff. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was just through networking and friends. And that location is one location. Ever since I moved here, it's one where I wanted to hold a convention. Now I've, got, I've gotten a chance to do two. It's, it's awesome there at the Charlotte Hilton University. I, I totally agree. I was blown away about how well that space worked for gaming. Uh, one, uh-huh. you're, you're around a lot of different things within walking distance. You can walk right out of the hotel, go get a lot of food, never have to get in the car. You're close to uh, the interstate, so it's easy to get uh, there. They give you the whole bottom section, which is laid out perfectly for gaming, and the rooms are super nice. And separated, and it's separated from the rooms. Right. Um, and, and so you guys can be up till doesn't matter i mean you guys they don't shut us down we love that and it has expansion space we're not using all the space this uh, we didn't use all the space last year we're given more space this year because of certain circumstances but um uh this year is going to be phenomenal we're planning some cool stuff uh that we can talk about if you want to yeah go go for it all right well we're in negotiations right now i don't, I don't want to make too much of it right now I think there's a good chance. Jeff just sent out the email that pretty much confirmed we're going to do it, but we're not making the announcement yet. So you kind of get an inside scoop, kind of pre. I'm not really sure. Don't worry, you. We'll keep it a secret because nobody listens to this show anyway. (laughs) Oh, Marty, our first scoop. You know, this is awesome. Nice. All right. Um, There's two. There's two. Two big things. Not not only the historical gamers, which I'm I'm working on. These guys are great. They've been around for a while, but um, Paizo. Does a does a con called PaizoCon? Yes, we're working with them because we have Paizo does this competition called the RPG Superstar, mm-hmm. and started in two thousand maybe nine two thousand nine. That's right. This is the fourth one, and of four, two of them are from, two of the winners are from North Carolina. Wow! And one of them's a good buddy of mine. I got uh, our guy uh, the, the the first winner Neil Spicer is a good friend of mine. And uh, he and I went to school together. Uh, the other winner is Mike Wilhelm, and he's from Kernersville. Uh, Kern- Kernersville, mm-hmm. yeah. So we kind of persuaded Paizo to to at least negotiate with us on a possibility. Well, we, we're going to call it the Paizo Experience, Mace, the Paizo Experience. Um, instead of calling it, it's kind of like a PaizoCon East. So we're going to invite. Uh, we're probably going to get three big names from PaizoCon to come down. Hopefully, we've had Eric Mona before, but it was before Pathfinder was huge. Eric Mona is the founder and creator of Pathfinder and, and PaizoCon, or uh, of, and Paizo. So I'm hoping to get Eric Mona, Sean K. Reynolds, you know, some of those, some of those guys, to run games, so you get to play in the Pathfinder game by the people that write it. Wow. Um, and just kind of have a PaizoCon experience. On the um, fifth anniversary of, 
of Pathfinder. Wow, that's that's impressive. And then on top of that, we've always had a great relationship with uh, Pinnacle Entertainment Group, which does Savage World. Right. And we had Sean K. Sean, sorry, Shane Hensley come last year, and we have Clint Black, of course, and uh, a number of other people associated with Pinnacle. Um, Jeff's told me, and I'm not sure if this is going to be final yet, but he thinks he's going to try to go get uh, Shane again, because this is the, this is an anniversary, I don't remember what anniversary it is for the Savage World, but it's it's an anniversary. It's uh, And so, maybe get another person down, and then have a Savage World experience as well, alongside the Paizo experience. So, a, a special celebration of Sa- Savage World's anniversary, as well as a special celebration of Pathfinders. So, that's our goal. So far, panning out pretty well. So, uh, I'm looking here, Ron. Is is it the 20th anniversary for Savage World? Then, I think that's what they are talking about this year. I'm not sure on that, so I can't. Yeah, I don't know. So don't hold it me, might hold be me just surfing it. the web as you talk. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's uh, 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 you know, Marty is the face, like you are. I'm I'm leg- I'm the business side of it. Yeah, right. The face. What? <laughs> you know what that means? <laughs> so that that's that's kind of what we're formulating it's you know it, it won't completely meld together until probably mid-august after round con which is the convention in columbia south carolina a lot a lot of good things I and mean, we're, we're constantly working I, there's a days go by that i work on something for three or four events in a day wow so i mean I'm, we're working on we're already working on this other convention we're going to do in 2014 which is congregate in winston-salem so we're, we're constantly in Mace West. I'm still working on stuff for that to for next year. Um, just trying to negotiate with the Asheville folks and try to get them uh, committed and all that. So well, that's big news with the, the Paizo experience and the uh, the Pinnacle uh, Savage Worlds experience you were talking about. Uh, shoot, I wish there was. You know, Tony and I are also big board gamers. It'd be cool if you could pull in. Well, 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 I don't well, know, well, a big for that. Actually, there's more to that. Um, I forgot about that. Good point. Um, Thank you. Of course, we have the Carolina. Invitational for the miniature gamers uh, war machine, right? Which we've already mentioned. Um, I don't know. Do you know the guy? Um, his name Robert Burke. No. Oh, yes. Yeah. He comes to our uh, club, uh, Queen City Game Club. Yeah, and of course he he's done some designing. Uh, he's got some right. uh, games under his belt. And his buddy Stephen Stephen Avery. He designed another board game. Okay. Uh, and they're talking. They know the guy that designed Arkham Horror. And um, hoping to get him to come. He's from he's from Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my brother in law is a huge Arkham Horror fan. Has actually went to GnomeCon in Savannah. Yep, yep. And he was there and got to sit and play with him. And it was like it was like his you know yep. he was starstruck. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm yeah. playing with the guy who made my first favorite game. So yeah. getting him here would be really cool. Yeah, and and it's kind of how it came about because they went to GnomeCon. We've got a good relationship with GnomeCon, and uh, they heard about us, so they. They came to our direction. I'm hoping that he'll still, he, you know, Robert's going to be able to persuade him to come up. And if not, you know, we, we, we've had um, other board gamer designers come up. Um, I've got two guys in the pike right now that are either designing games for Kickstarter or have designed games for Kickstarter. I don't know. I've asked them to kind of identify what the game is, and they haven't told me completely yet. So... Uh, I'm not going to make any supposition of what those are yet, but um, 
we try to satisfy everybody, but a lot of things kind of you know just drop in our lap, and uh, these opportunities come up. If we can find more board gamers, we will. More board gamer designers. We had uh, the guy that designed Britannia. Garden Dice? Oh. Yeah, well, Doug Bass and Garden Dice, yeah. But we had a guy that designed Britannia. Yeah, we we was yeah we sat into something with him at Origins where he sat and gave a talk on if you want to be a board game designer. Yeah. Uh, basically, he gave us the the speech that don't yeah. be heartbroken. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, and, yeah. And actually, I did walk away with something with that, and he said, you know, if you want to try your hand at it, why don't you try your hand at writing a RPG scenario and putting it out there. And that was probably the biggest thing I brought out of there other than don't design a board game. You won't be successful, but that's okay. <laughs> Interesting. We also had uh, Greg Porter from uh, Black's, Blackbird Tactical Research, which is up in Virginia. He does, he, he's done role-playing games, but he's mostly doing uh, board game type stuff now. It's kind of right. Euro-style Euro stuff. But he's, he's get, definitely got a different twist. He's a... One other aspect of the con is you have the vendor hall where different people come in selling uh, uh, games and, and crafts and stuff. How do you attract those or how do you go through the process of getting people in there? Well, a lot of the, um, there's, there's a sub community of vendors like that that go from con to con. So one of the best ways is to go to other cons and meet. Jeff has done that enough that he has a number of contacts. Dan from Dan's card, Walt, Walt's cards. Dan from Walt's cards uh, is one of our regulars, and he he comes all the way down from Baltimore, and he he runs the Gen Con auction every year. So if you go see a guy, older guy, black hair, glasses, uh, that's that's Dan. Great relationship with him. He has told me any event I do, he will be there, no matter where it is. And I'm like, wow, that's 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 commitment. So, so yeah, Ron, as long as you have the lady who had the um, gumball dice machine, we're good. <laughs> yeah. What was her name? Uh, that's probably one of the names. They, uh, we, we just, uh, like the, the glass, the etching guys, the guys that did the glass etching, mm-hmm. have you seen those? Right, yeah. yes. Yeah. Those would just fell in our lap, and those are hugely popular. Jeff bought a bunch of them and gave me one with the uh, Mace logo on it. Yeah, that was that was cool. He had uh, it was um what it was it was a uh, um uh, glasses or pint glasses or stuff where he's etched on uh, pop culture logos everywhere. It's gorgeous, gorgeous work. Yeah. And, and you had the three D printer guy who did the bus yeah. for Marty. <laughs> yeah, it's sitting on my uh, desk at work. It's, it's my little funny. head. Those guys are awesome, and they just teach you how to make. It. I got we're gonna have probably gonna have two printers there this year because uh, my buddy Winston made one too. That's cool. Yeah, and they're, and they're just, I don't even know if they charge anything. I've never really done it. But, you know, they just kind of fall on our, a lot of them just fall on our lap through contacts. No one spoke word of mouth. But there is there is a sub-community of, of, of these folks that come from place to place. So if if you're a vendor, you're going to pay for booth space there to sell your wares, right? But that's that's normal fare at anything. And, and normally, people need to realize that. Normally, but Jeff is... Uh, a little different in that way, and I kind of get on him about that because he'd make more money at this if he did it, but he doesn't charge anything if you bring your own tables. Wow. Okay, Mar- Marty, I've got what? the wood. The shopsmith is ready to go. Let's get the dice trays made. You could do that. <laughs> hey, you would totally for do it, it. man. You would okay. totally do that. I-, I made my own once sitting right up here. Um, 
didn't work out so good. But um, uh, Tony's got the got the design down. He can make them good now. I mean, if you can spit them out, I guarantee you. I'll do it. That's that's interesting. My mine has has the one side is is the dice rolling thing, but if you flip it over, it's got a dry erase. So I like and, that. Yeah. Uh, so, there's a good idea right there. Uh, That's uh, nice. Redesign going out there right now. <laughs> you can do that. Um, just, uh, yeah, just give me credit. Oh, I will <laughs> without a doubt. You'll get the first prototype. How's that? There you go. There you, go. you already got one. So what do you need another one for? <laughs> But you could do dice towers that way or whatever. But, dice but towers are awesome. Yeah. Um, but you talk about the vendors, and I know when we were at Origins, for anyone who, as an organizer, you bring them in, and there's there's another hall that you're trying to not get overwhelmed in and, <laughs> and finding the deals. Because, I mean, Marty and I walked into Origins, and there was a guy there. Um, I mean, he was doing the barking of like a, a ringmaster carnival at bar- right. carnival carnival barker you know, and he's yeah. saying i got rio grande games right here they're on sale for yeah. twenty dollars twenty dollars yeah. and yeah. he actually negotiated with you and it was the yeah. wildest thing it was amazing. we bartered it yeah. was awesome well, i got puerto rico dirt cheap yeah and that's the thing I mean, I mean a lot of these guys drive really far just to come to these things and they don't want to go home with a full car anymore i mean or four right. truck because it costs them money to transport it back. So yeah, especially on this last days like Sunday, they'll 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 make deals for you. Yeah. You know, when I went to Gen Con, man, oh man, I was working for Gamer Report at the time. We we got in early as press, and we got in an hour early before anybody else. And so I got my prototype Pathfinder beta test before anybody else. And oh my gosh, I about fell apart. I mean, I had no idea what I was expecting, and it was so much and I was overwhelmed um, yep and I'm I, I seen the map you know he sent me the map uh, this week on origins and I'd never been first trip to Ohio ever I am expecting just about the same thing me and me and uh, Heath are gonna wake up early Thursday morning and go the uh, vendor hall at origins is maybe a quarter of the size it is at Gen Con. really yeah it's not it's not as big Maybe a quarter to a third of the size. Gen Con, it was, I was the same way as you. I went there. And I, I, so I really made the mistake of going to a large convention first. Yeah. My first convention ever was Gen Con. So we walk into that vendor hall. I spent like four days there and yeah. still didn't see anything. And I didn't game at all. Yeah. I just spent my entire time in that vendor hall. Yeah, you can. Um, I, the nice thing about being a game reviewer for plug <laughs> late, but uh, the, the gamerscodex.com. Is you can walk in and walk out without having to pay. <laughs> you can, That's nice. They'll give you some, and I don't know if those will happen to Origins, but it happened to me at Gen Con. I walked in and people were just throwing games at me. Review this, wow. review this, and it maybe it was because not so much me as it was the Gamer Report was least established, and they weren't they weren't big press stuff. It was you know regular. Stuff. Although Pelgrane handed me a bunch of books, and they asked us to review them. And I, I came out with more stuff that I didn't buy. Than I did, <laughs> and and it, I had to distribute it to different viewers. But it was worth it. I mean, it, it, it's it's fun to be that kind of uh, that part of it. Well, I'm going to take us uh, one other thing that I Mace that you did that unfortunately I wasn't able to attend. But the silent auction, I, I see that at a lot of these things. It's not. It's uh, not. It's not silent. I'm not silent. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. What was it? It was an auction. It was just, it's just an auction, yeah. And Jeff, Jeff and I have done that for years, and we 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 have 
on going back and forth on whether we're going to keep it or not. Because, you know, we just want to give people more time to game. But we do get donations from various um, publishers, and then we also have donations from from other gamers. And, and um, we do like to connect. So it really kind of turns out to be a way for me and Jeff to connect back with everybody. Because otherwise, it's just, you know, we're the men behind the desks. But, yeah, we, uh, we do this charity auction uh, every year where we bring in items, various items donated to us. And we always have too much stuff. And it's a great way to get various gaming items dirt cheap. Uh, all the money goes to charity, uh, and the charities are different every year. Jeff finds different charities every year. Some of them stick around for a while. I don't know what the latest are. Looking now... See if he's giving me any new stuff. They may go to the Reading Connection, North Carolina Zoo, the Bread Basket, Brenner's Children's Hospital, Victory Junction Gang Camp, and a whole number of other things. It's, it's the way, a way for gamers to give back and also kind of go home with some cheap some cool stuff. stuff. So, you know, and, and it's amazing that, that you take time. I mean, you can, and I know that, I don't know if you're going to close down the halls, uh, for the auction again, but, uh, and that's just, you know, that's another option, but people could still sit at a table if they wanted to. I know that we did. Right. We, but, we don't, but we don't close down, but I, we, we, we do, we, we shut the schedule down. In other words, right. I don't schedule anything during that hour and a half, two hours. Sure. You can do a pickup game, but for the sake of the charity, we hope that people attend at least half the auction and donate something. Well, one last question for me and, if you would, for someone who's preparing and as an organizer, what would you th- say are okay? I got two more questions. I lied, but what <laughs> would you say, what would you say are the biggest things that top three or whatever that they need to do to prepare for a convention in your own mind as an organizer? And the follow up question is. We always ask this to our guests: What are you playing now? What RPG? What game? Uh, just if you would quickly hit on those, because uh, we don't want to burn you out here on your first podcast. With you, we'd love to have you back. Sure. The best way, sort top three ways to to maximize your experience at, at a convention like Mace is go to the website, get familiar with the schedule, read any fact that they might have, frequently asked questions, and when you get to the convention. This is number two. If they have a program, read it. Read the rules of the convention. Make sure you're not violating them. And then get familiar with the way they do on-site registration. Caveat to the first one is register for games ahead of time is usually the easiest way to do it. If they have online registration, take advantage of that. That means you have to pay ahead of time first. Pre-registration is usually cheaper. So, like, for us, it's $25 to pay uh, ahead of time $40 at the door. So you're saving 15 bucks if you pre-register. Mm-hmm. On my way to the website right now. Okay. It's such a great deal. And if you register now, you get a code that will let you go into our Ogre system and pre-register for games. Once you have that, all you need is to have the tickets when you arrive, and I have those printed out waiting for you. You grab those tickets, sit down, you're good to go. You, you don't need to do anything else as long as you've got all your slots figured out. If the GM doesn't show up or the game is canceled, then, then you have to kind of replace it. But, right. Uh, and you go through the on-site system. That's a lot of things. That's more than three. But 
No, I think we can summarize them as three. That was that was very good advice. And so, what you playing, man? Wednesday nights we get together. I still game. I used to have a regular Saturday game, but that ended three three and a half years ago. After twenty years of gaming with the same group, we finally kind of said it was getting old. Well, my my life was getting kind of too busy to run. Um, but my Wednesday night group is a group of guys I met through the meetup. Um, at uh, above board games and we play Pathfinder in the Forgotten Realms setting, which I just did last night. Uh, and then I run, it's, it's a true 20 system by green Ronin. Oh, that's a generic D 20 system, uh, more simplified. And the setting is a setting called fading suns written by holistic design. It's kind of a dune meets Cthulhu meets Stargate mishmash of, of a very involved, thick background and intrigue-based science fiction, science fantasy setting. We just started that campaign up, put the campaign on the shelf after two years. Uh, it's a combination of an old Star Frontiers setting meets Star Drive setting. That's, those are old 90s and 80s settings that I've merged into a true 20s science fiction setting. I'm a sci-fi guy. That's what I do. I've always right. run sci-fi games from Star Wars to Traveler. I've done Traveler. I've done various different games, but mostly sci-fi. Um, and I'm thinking about starting, or there's a Saturday board game group that's starting up with a friend of mine that's wanting to do starting with Arkham Horror and then may expand into Mansions of Madness and some other games. But I play board games whenever I can, but it's usually at a convention. Uh, I just can't get away from you know three kids and a wife too long. Uh, no, I, I I hear you there. So you just do it do it whenever you can. So to to wrap this up, you had mentioned a couple of things. Um, you had mentioned the Gamers uh, Codex. That is a start site that you started this year, correct? It's a it's a game reviewer site. Right. I after last year, I, I left a, a, a convention behind and found myself wanting to do more in the gaming area and, and kind of dedicate and focus on justice production stuff. Having three years of experience writing reviews for GamerReport.com, I felt that that bone needed to be itched again or whatever you want to say. And I, I felt like I had enough contacts within within our, our GM pool of, of from Mace that I could probably pull some reviewers in like yourselves. Mm-hmm. Um to at least get us started, to get the content flowing. And that was the most important part. And then I had a tech guy help me build the site. I was familiar enough that I could have done it, but I really wanted to make it kind of cutting edge. And that's what we've done with this WordPress, although we're we're still we're still constantly tweaking it. We may move it over to another server to make it faster. And so it is a game review site. It's It's got a focus on every game, any games that people want to know about or want to review, uh, I want I, I filter through, and I hope I feel like I've gotten some of the best reviewers and the smartest folks that know games well enough that they can review them really well. Well, I don't know how me and Tony got on that list, then, <laughs> but okay. And it, I I love doing it at the time, and I'm I'm uh, I wanted to get back into it. I'm writing a lot more. That's kind of my focus. My my goal was to get more writing done. Uh, I have a column called the B-Movie Inspirations, which is I'm watching a lot of very, very bad B-movies and writing about them. It's one part 
movie review and one part game master inspiration. How how you can draw plots out of these movies and what ideas you can draw. So I saved the, the GM's effort of watching it, and, and I have I go through the pain for them, and and then they get the idea. I they, they can read my column and get ideas out of it for their game instead of having to That's watch cool. the horrible movies. These and man, there's some bad ones out there. Terrible. <laughs> it's like Mystery Science Theater uh, 3000 type stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was thinking, Marty. It's Mystery Science Theater 3000 meets RPG. Exactly. Boom. That's exactly what it is. It's just well, me. Ron's got it for us. Ah, that's awesome. There's a YouTube yeah. video there somewhere. I, I'm wanting to, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I, it, it's it's fun. I, I, we want to turn. We That's one direction we want to go is either podcast or, or vidcast, kind of like mm-hmm. uh, Will Whedon style. Um, me and Jeff get together, you know, once a month at his house and playing a game and maybe getting some people to videotape for us. Um, here, here I am old school videotaping. Got the VCR out over there. (laughs) Just threw our last one out. Um, I I will tell you this. Betamax. Yeah. We've been trying Ron for, um, uh, I guess three weeks, four weeks to find a date where Marty, myself and two other gentlemen who've been on the show Alex and Todd can actually play a game. Yeah. and do a podcast while we play and talk strategy, I wish you luck. It, it's, yeah. <laughs> Especially with wives The and wife, children. three kids and stuff. There's a lot of coordination that's yeah. got to be hitting. It's got to go on. And, oh, by the way, a real job outside of that. Exactly. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our gamers tend to forget that we have, we have a job that pays for our games. Yeah. Um, so I might have zoned out here. Justice Productions, Gamers Codex. Give us yeah, some dates once, for once May. You go through go through your entire social media thing here. Oh yeah. So if people want to follow you, go to your site. They'll know exactly where to go. So take off. The uh, the main site is justusproductions.com. That's just us, one word. Productions, one word. Dot com. J U S T U S. Right. Um, and that's where all our events are there and those events will grow over time as Jeff, Jeff and I schedule them. Uh, hopefully we'll have a Mace East in that direction too. We want to do a, we want to do a, a Mace at the beach. Um, oh, nice. In, uh, in the Riceville beach area. Nice. Um, oh, excellent area. Yeah. yeah. And maybe do a LARP on the battleship. That'd be awesome. Oh, <laughs> That's a dream. Good uh, luck with that. Yeah, good luck with that. Um, and then there's the Gamers Codex, thegamerscodex.com. Uh, that is our game review site, column site. Not only my column, I have Tara Fulbright. She's writing a column for, for, for gamer girls, gamer, the female, the fairer sex, we'll say. Uh, and then, of course, we have a number of, number of reviews that are continually growing every day. We've got at least 10 of them in the pike right now that are waiting to be edited, which is my wife and Tara both mm-hmm. edit them. Mace uh, 2013 is going to be November 15th through the 17th. Yep, November. Yeah, I looked it up earlier. Uh, 2013. Uh, we are always in November, usually the first, second, or third week. We try to usually shoot the second week. Mm-hmm. Our next con is Round Con, which is August 2nd through the 4th. That is that is a con where we run their gaming. They have other things going on, primarily anime-related. But my focus, Jeff's focus, is to present Columbia, South Carolina, the best gaming we can provide. So 
Um, that's August 2nd through the 4th in Columbia, South Carolina. Cool. And, of course, I should, just for Jeff's sake, I'm not going on this because I can't afford it. Jeff would like me to plug his club mace, which is uh, Gamers on a Cruise. It's next month, July 4th week. Okay. And he is uh, he's bringing about a dozen different uh, people on a cruise. Uh, whether they're going to game and go to Bahamas. So uh, he's hoping to do that every year. So uh, do you have like any Twitter accounts or anything that... Um... The Twitters and the Facebooks are all on our website. Um, Got it. Mace Gaming Convention, Mace Gaming Con on Twitter is is the one. Uh, or the Gamers Codex uh, on, on Twitter. And Facebook is the Gamers Codex. On Facebook, it's Mace... Mace Gaming Con and Mini Mace Game Days, which I never really got into Mini Mace. But. Well, we really appreciate you taking the time tonight and uh, coming on. I know it was kind of, it actually was short notice for, for our listeners. It was like Tony and I were talking about doing this episode about uh, going to a con. It's like, it'd be really cool if we got a con organizer on with us. And so we reached out to you and you were able to accommodate us. And, and we really thank you for coming on and sharing with us tonight. Tony, anything you want to say? Um, just that Ron once again really do appreciate it I hope I hope you'll come back visit us again especially I want to we're going to do a special episode on GMing and Marty and I don't have a lot of experience here but I'm really interested in this B movie thing that is that is <laughs> great well I mean I, GMing is what I've done primarily I actually told my players back a long time ago I don't like to play because it takes a lot of control I'm a control freak but uh, <laughs> G- GMing is what I like to do, and, and uh, I've only recently started getting back into gaming or playing, um, just because it opened. It, it has helped me expand my horizons. But uh, yeah, GMing is a great subject. Probably talk to another hour. Yeah, we talking about maybe having you and Heath on. I thought that'd be kind of uh, fun. <laughs> that'd be fun. So yeah, so Mace is coming up this November. Tony and I will be there. I mean, I'm. Probably we'll think about maybe doing something special for the podcast during that time, Tony. Maybe do some. I actually would like to talk to you about that because Jeff, okay. has, Jeff has put put in a request for uh, something along those lines. Okay, we definitely do that. We can talk about that offline, and we'll make it happen. I mean, you just let us know. And um, Marty, like I said, Marty is our technical face. He's everything. So yeah, he's got it all. He's got it. I'm everything. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thanks again so much, Ron. Sure. And we well, definitely want to have you on again. And this has been really informative. And, and you have a great night. You too. Thank you. Well, Marty, that was a great interview with Ron. And uh, as you mentioned prior to this, uh, hope, hopefully the audio quality will come out. And you'll be able to edit it down and boost him and all that good stuff. And everybody will be able to hear some of, the, some of his great points. Well, by now, I've either succeeded or I failed. I know. So hopefully, hopefully people will know it. Uh, one thing um, Ron talked to us about, and, I, and I'm really proud, once again, your whole podcast and how it's growing and continues to grow. Our podcast. Okay. I'm just along for the ride, Our man. podcast. I'm, you do all you you do all the merchandising. Yeah, I hear you. By the way, I'm hoping the t-shirts come through here. Yay. So anyway, Ron was talking to us, Marty, and Big news, the Gamers Codex is sponsoring Rolling Dice and Taking Names. That is just incredible for us to, you know, 13 episodes in and 
boom, we got us a sponsor for the show now. That's 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 awesome. That's uh, it's more than expected. It, it is. It, it's real exciting. After um, we recorded the segment, it was the uh, the following day. He contacted me and he said, uh, him and Jeff wanted to toss something out to us and wanted to see if we'd be interested in and uh, being sponsored by the site. And it's like. We'd love to. So right now, um, as, as Ron said in the previous segment, uh, you and I contribute uh, reviews every once in a while to his site. And this is just going to elevate it even more. So uh, we're going to have, you know, we've got, we got links on our site to their site. And they're going to, to you know, show all of our all of our podcasts and show them from their site and everything. So I think it'll be good synergy between between the two of us. So. Uh, we thank them for asking us if we'd be interested in doing it and offering it to us, and we gladly accept it. Right, and uh, one thing to point about their site that uh, if you haven't, if people haven't gone out and visited them, they're slowly but steadily gaining reviews of RPGs and games, and actually. Ron and Jeff have set up a system not to where anybody can write a review. They've got a team of reviewers and they've got people who are going in and editing them and, and making them, you know, a little uh, nicer to read and checking the content. They have a certain format. Either you like it or you don't. doesn't really matter. But that's what's neat about that site. So if you get a chance, go over there, check out thegamerscodex.com and check out some of their some of the reviews that are out there. Exactly. So... So are you ready to, to head up to Ohio, man? Yeah, so I'll be heading out there. I guess we'll release this about a week before um, I leave. And as I said in the earlier segment, I feel like I am unprepared. I feel like I haven't signed up for enough. But while I am there, uh, I hope people will come by and um, maybe say, hey, um, the Gamers Codex will actually have a table there. We hope to have um, some sort of presence there, uh, whether some a little cards to hand out a banner or something this this happened so quick that uh you and i didn't really have a chance to get anything prepared to have any good swag or anything for the convention so we'll we'll just have a little bit of a presence there and uh, that thursday night i will be attending the dice tower network dinner with eric and tom uh, from the dice tower uh, and I cannot remember where we're eating. I know we're meeting outside the convention hall at six o'clock, right when it closes. And we'll be heading over to one of the restaurants in one of the hotels. And then on Friday afternoon, I will be helping those guys. Um, they're going to be doing, um, videos, a bunch of videos of, uh, new games that are coming out and, and doing some gameplay videos. And I said, I'd swing by and help them, you know, whatever they need me to do, hold a, hold a cable or something like that. So, if you look for me, I hope to have a T-shirt by then. Oh, me too. Oh, please, I hope they're done. Oh, please. <laughs> our, our merchandising manager has told me <laughs> that by Monday they will be in. Monday as oh. in yesterday oh. of a release date it should be in. So. Oh, yes. Oh, I, oh I'm really. Uh, this is one of those things where it's like uh, the best laid plans, and it's just like, oh, no. What could what could come up and bite me in the butt on this? So, you know. Otherwise, oh. I'll be wearing a T-shirt <laughs> with an eight-and-a-half by 11 printed image taped to my shirt. So No, I will, I will make you. I have the t- transfers. I've already printed out the transfers. I'll go upstairs with the iron. And the merchandising guy will be ironing a white T-shirt with with the image on it, or a dark T-shirt. You, you and Vanessa both will have one. Oh my gosh! If this falls through, but uh, you know, hey. So let me uh, 
get this straight. So you're going to be helping them out. How are you going to buy the stuff as I collect my money to transfer into your account? Oh, don't worry. We got four days there. So that was just a, a small part of one day. And like you, like I heard, you heard me say, I haven't scheduled a lot of events. So I will have a lot of time going through there. I know that, um, wow, I've heard it. We've heard some games are coming out. Z Space is releasing a couple games of Origins, right? They're releasing the Pandemic expansion, right? Who? Uh, um, um, Z-Man. Z- Thank you. Not Z, Z Space. That's Z Space. Wow. Z Space. That's all right. Yeah, Z Space. Yeah. So that's from engineering, and there's also a company I used to work with called Z Space. But never mind. Never mind that. But yes, uh, Z Man will be there releasing a lot of, of the Black Spies, the uh, On the Brink, the redo of the expansion. Um, I, that's the one of the earliest places that you'll be able to pick it up because you won't be able to get it until you go on their site. Um, on I think it's June 26th that they're releasing it. Right. Uh, on their site. Um, then there's always the the guy who uh, I enjoyed listening to talk to the guy who barks like the carnival guy that we talked about earlier oh, segment with Ron. Sell the Rio Grande games. Uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm debating, man. Do I want you to pick up a Puerto Rico for me? I'll, I'll, how about this? I will get in touch with you and tell you the price, and you let me know. Yeah, well, uh, you're going to be tweeting from the con. I know that. Well, I mean, for this stuff, I'll, I'll contact you directly and let you know exactly what's going on. Okay. Well, I will be. I'll be. On the beach, so well, keep your phone near you. I'll keep my phone near me unless I'm in the ocean, so that's that's fine. And uh, let's see who who else. Uh, Catalyst Games Labs is going to start really cranking up their Shadow Run. This is the year of the was it year of the Shadow year of the Shadow Run, releasing a bunch of new products under the Shadow Run. They're releasing an RPG. They're releasing a miniatures game. They're releasing a deck building game, and I think there was one other thing too. So. Uh, me and uh, you have kind of gotten into cyberpunk lately, thanks to Netrunner. See, we had to stick it mm-hmm. in here one time. Oh, that's right. By the time this is released, we will have known how well we did in the tournament. No, we won't. No, we won't? No, because it's the it's oh, that's the, right. It's that's the Saturday following when we release. The Saturday following. Oh, that's right. Oh, Lordy. Getting nervous, man. Anyway, so, yep, got the Netrunner tournament coming up. Yep. Anyway, so, so, anyway, so we're kind of in the whole cyberpunk thing, so we, this might be interesting, too. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, I was trying to think, uh, you know, Mayfair will be there uh, giving away a bunch of prizes like they normally do. And Vanessa's actually thinking about signing up to be a Mayfair volunteer. So we'll see how that goes. Really? Yeah. Wow. That'd be... That's one thing we didn't point out in the previous segment at the beginning about if Mayfair's there and having to play the games. And you, you need to really look into what the various um, publishers are doing or will offer you because that to me was, was oh, yeah. really neat. Yeah, so if you play enough games with Mayfair, um, they give you like these ribbons for playing games. You earn enough, you get 50% off a game. You ain't going to beat that. Ain't no, no way. Um, I highly recommend demoing some of their games. A lot of them are fun earn enough ribbons to get the 50% off ticket. They do this at uh, Gen Con also. 50% off one of their games, great deal. Yeah, and don't forget, ore is the hardest thing to get, so that's the, those are the games that fill up quick. Oh, is it ore? Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, but people trade. People do all this trading okay. and stuff too, but you, yeah, you ore is the, the hardest thing to get. Go to the train guys next door. They've got plenty of ore to give you. So anyway, that's true. Uh, uh, enjoy the games. Hope you made a whole lot of interesting people there i know you will uh are you taking your miniatures for your war machine miniatures um i haven't decided uh adam my oldest son also plays and i just need to decide for going to i think if anything i would do anything it'd be the achievement unlocked tournament like we did last year i thought that was kind of mm-hmm. fun i won't do anything really serious because i'll just get my butt beat and i just don't feel right. like going through that and, and having a mental breakdown there so the achievement unlocked more of a fun type game i may do that 
And hopefully you'll see the same guys we saw last year. Hopefully they'll be there. Um, great guys. And hopefully the board game room will give giving away some good games this year. So we'll see what they're giving away. Right. No doubt about that. Don't forget your glue if you take your miniatures. Because if they fall on the floor and break, it's very embarrassing. Thank you very much. Well, only if you don't have them in a nice case to carry them in so they don't get broken like that. Uh, that's, anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he knocked the box of his models over last year and they went crashing on the floor. And my oh. stomach just, uh, it's oh, it was awful. It was brutal. And, and I left the glue in the room. I was like, you got to be freaking kidding me. So, but that's all right. No problem. Be sure to vote on the best games at Origins and all that good I stuff. Will. It's a good list this year, it looks like. Right. Are you, have you, what RPG did you sign up for? Um, I signed we up. We obviously know not Shadowrun. I did not. Anyway. Star Wars um, Edge of the Empire. I'm going to try it out. Okay. Well, we can't wait to hear that report because that will be in the episode when y'all get back. Yep. Uh, all right. Well, it's time to do that dreaded sign off that you do so well all right well here we go so uh, thanks everybody for listening if you want to you can follow us on twitter at dyson names we are also on our um, our website is rolldicetechnames.com we have a facebook page and we also have a guild on the uh board geek Okay. Board, board game, game geek. geek. Wow, I couldn't think of it. See, it's now eleven twenty, so my mind is starting to go. Boardgamegeek.com. So you guys can come out and follow us there. We announce all of our episodes out there, and we have discussion threads if anybody wants to talk about any of them. So, anything else you want to sign off with? Not that I can think of, other than keep rolling dice and taking names. This episode was sponsored by the Gamers Codex, your source for game news, reviews, and a fun place to discuss the games you enjoy playing. Visit them at thegamerscodex.com. Are you going to go eat a barbecue sandwich for me? Oh, my God. Mm. From where? In that North Market. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. That was, that was pretty good. Oh, that was oh, that was so good. Oh.
Tag, bevor ich dann wieder hier bin.